Welcome to Insurance Claims Innovation. I am Chris Tidball, Executive Claims Consultant with Second Look, where we routinely find our insurance clients millions of dollars. On our podcast, we showcase others in the insurance claims arena who are using cutting-edge technology to gain a competitive advantage. We believe that all of our guests have a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show and we will reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Welcome to Insurance Claims Innovation. Today we have Dwight Geddes, owner of Geddes Management Group and head of Metro Claims and Risk Management. Welcome, Dwight. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate this. Absolutely. Looking forward to our discussion today. So, so let's start out. I mean, you're doing a lot of different things. You've got you know a lot of history and claims. What's your? Tell me about your journey. You know, how did you get into the claim space? What have you done, and how did you get to where you are today? <laughs> Well, it, I, I took a I took the road less traveled to get into claims. I uh, I was uh, while I was in college, I was working with a plaintiff's personal injury firm. I started working there as a legal assistant, paralegal. Uh, became the office manager and oversaw, you know, all the claims activity that that firm had. They did a lot of uh, personal injury claims, auto, GL stuff in in New York. Uh, I was pre-law. And I got to a point where I said, I don't know if I really want to do this, but what can I do with the experience that I have and, you know, and and continue on this road? Because I enjoyed what I was doing, but I didn't necessarily want to, you know, do that, like continue there in that direction. So I started, uh, I uh, got an opportunity to work with Crawford and Company, and that was my first job in insurance. And from there, I, you know, went out and, and moved on and, you know, to work with a couple other companies until I finally said, I don't want to do my own thing. Great. Great. Well, it's not, I mean, it sounds like you've been, you know, very, very successful. I mean, you you work with a lot of different companies, got a lot of different clients. You know, as you're as you're meeting adjusters, you know, what what do you think are the greatest challenges facing adjusters today? Great question. I think if you ask a lot of adjusters who've been in the business for a while, they'll they'll probably say burnout. Yeah, uh, burnout is real. It's, a, it's definitely an issue, um, you know. And it's a it's a stressful job. And I you know I've, I've I've taught new adjusters, and I've spoken to college students about the opportunities in insurance. So one thing is always told me like, listen, this is a job where if you're wrong, it's going to cost your employer a lot of money. Right. Bottom line, every mistake is going to cost a lot of money. So you, you are, you have to be on at all times. And, um, you know, that can lead to a lot of stress and, and, and burnout in, in individuals. The other thing that I think is a major issue that, you know, we see as just as the challenges we face on a different level, but probably just as important, balancing the obligation between what's right for the company and what's right for the insured. Right, that's a fine line sometimes. Yes. And, uh, you know, you may have a claim where if, if it's in litigation, you say, listen, we need to resolve this. You know, even though you know that you have an insurer who maybe doesn't want to resolve it or, you know, he's going to testify well. But you also realize that it's going to cost you a tremendous amount of money defending a position where you could probably pay a you know, nominal amount and get out of it. 
Yeah, it's it, it's a challenge. You know, you you look through the the claims, and you know, over the years, I mean, you just think back to the the, the situations where, you know, I would have handled it differently. You know, I really I took the hard line on a claim. I probably shouldn't have taken the hard line. Simply sitting down and resolving our differences early on would have saved everybody a lot of time, money, and aggravation. Yes. Yeah, I now agree. You, you do a little, so you're a mediator as well, right? Yes, I am. I, I started in 2020, I started up another company. I have Metro Claims, which is the company that handles claims. And I started up Getty's Management in 2020. I am a certified mediator with New York State Courts, and I've been doing mediations now since then. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And, and in line with what you said, you know, you, you have claims that it, there are times when you know that, you know, let me see if I can resolve this early on. And, you know, it's something that I think we're seeing more of now in the claims, in the claims field. And I think right. we're, it's here to stay. And it's, it's certainly very helpful because, you know, the, the court system at times can get overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. And, and especially with COVID, right? I mean, the, yeah, the exactly. The are insane. That was an eye opener for a lot of people. And, you know, the, the thing also is that, you know, if you have an opportunity to resolve something at a quarter or a fraction of the price and a lot faster than normally would be, you know, it's worth, to, it's worth it exploring it. And, and that's why I wanted to be mediated to be in those positions where I can try to help to, you know, effectuate a streamlining of the process and get the get some of these cases resolved. Right. That, that I mean, that's outstanding. I think that's a, a great space to be in. And I think you're going to be very successful here. Thank so you. I appreciate it. As you think about, um, you know, the adjusters, think about the executives as well, right? So you go to the other side of the spectrum, you've got these executives that have, you know, some, some pretty lofty goals sometimes. What do you think their greatest challenges are? What, you know, what's keeping them up at night? I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, as the saying goes, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? But, <laughs> right. but you know you have a you you have a definite talent gap right now and i think that's a major issue that a lot of companies are facing not getting enough new young people into the insurance industry right uh, it's something we've talked about within the industry for years and and it's here we're living it right now um and again going you know talking about covid one of the things that covid showed was that a lot of younger people don't work the way you and I did 20 years ago. Right. They, they don't, they don't want to, you know, work their way up through the ranks or, or, you know, like do the hard road, which I'm not saying it as a slight, they right. want to work smarter. They don't want to work harder. And that's right. not necessarily a bad thing. Right. And do you think that could lead to kind of the reverse? So right, right now what we're seeing are, a mass exodus from the industry, right? You've got the great resignation, but you That's also where I was have, going with it. Yeah. Right. You also have among all the professions out there, adjusters have among the highest median ages, right? So they're retiring in record numbers. So what's going to happen when you do get the, the younger generation in? They want to work smarter. They don't want to move up. But you know, if they don't move up, they're going to get really good at claims. So you're going to have kind of folks that really technically are sound, do you think there will be a future where there's a, a leadership void? I think there will be. A I think it's inevitable that there will be a leadership void because there's going to be a period of transition where when we do start getting more young people in, 
and we have so many older people that have left, you don't necessarily see those people that can help them rise through the ranks because you're not there anymore. Right. And, and you know, again, that's the kind of thing that if you're a forward-thinking uh, insurance executive, this is going to be on your mind all the time. You want to be able to uh, get someone on the right career path. And it's, it's not easy when you don't have enough people and you can't, or, you know, whether you want to look at it as right people or enough people. But it's right. an issue. We, we just don't have the numbers right now. Um, and, I, and a lot of it I blame on the industry because you can't take the same approach that you, you had 20 years ago. People exactly. have changed. Young people have changed. You know, yeah, uh, COVID has changed everything. I, I know I talked to a couple of people who work in insurance, in HR, and they were telling me that as fast as they hire people, they're losing people. And every time the company that... Is, is saying this is a company where they want people to go back nine to five Monday through Friday. And come on, that's yeah. not going to work anymore. No, no. It's, you know, a little, little bit off topic. I've been fascinated following some studies about this so-called four day work week. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a, it, it's, it was initially tested in Iceland and it's, it's been, it's being tested around the world now. And they, they come to the conclusion that based upon results, people that work four days a week, eight hours a day, so 32 hours a week are actually having higher levels of productivity than people working 40 or more hours a week over five days. Wow. Have, you, have, you, have you heard anything about that? Or what do you think of that? I have not heard anything about that, but I can tell you, I remember a few years ago, pre-COVID, uh, I, I remember one company, I uh, had a friend that worked there and they had summer hours where they would work during the summer three days a week, but they would work 12 hour days. Okay. And then they're off. Yeah. So they work out the schedule. However, that, that particular unit department wants, you know, the people in the office, whatever, but they would work in the office three days a week and then yeah. you're off for four days and, and it worked incredibly well but they only did it for the summer right right which you know in, in some places uh, you know where you're at up north i mean summers are short and that's uh, it's, yes <laughs> it's it's well worth working 12 hours a day to have you know four days off to enjoy sure, it. sure. yeah so i think we, we'd probably do the, the reverse down here we don't mind working indoors in the summer because we want to be in the ac but in the winter oh, yeah. definitely definitely so, so tell us a little bit about your organization and the steps that you've taken to innovate your claims processes. Well, I can tell you, um, you know, Metro Claims, we, we do a lot of work with different carriers and self-insured companies operating in the Northeast. Uh, we've actually expanded our footprint to uh, Florida, handling some cat losses, Florida, Louisiana, and Texas. Mostly, and those states has mostly been uh, you know, cat losses, not necessarily day-to-day -day claims. Our day-to-day -day stuff is in the Northeast, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and so on. Uh, we're a small company, but, you know, our capabilities are outsized. And we're able to adapt and adjust to what our different client needs are. Because you have some clients who will tell you that we want you to do this. And that's it. We have all the clients who will say, okay, here's the claim. Good luck. <laughs> let, let us know what you know what, what the outcome is. So we pride ourselves on the ability to be flexible. We have experienced people here, and you know we embrace technology. 
because we use technology to stay on top. We very rarely have people in the office. We embrace technology to stay on top of our claims process. Right. Uh, we do a lot of property claims and we've been using drones for years now in property claims, which makes it more efficient and faster to handle property claims because you could get aerial shots of the uh, of the roofs and so on, see the damage real quickly and do a quick evaluation on it without having someone having to scale three stories on a ladder, you know, hanging off from a gutter and so on, which we've seen those things happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but that's one of the things that we do, embracing technology and using it in a targeted way because you don't want to use technology 100% and lose the human element of it because you're still dealing with people who are going through a loss and your job is to help them recover. And the, the, using technology can get a little in the, a little formal and you know distance from interacting with the individuals. So we try to make sure we balance using technology and making sure that we interact with the insurance claimants properly, effectively, keep them on top of what's going on also. The human touch. Yeah, and that, that's that's so important. I think a, a lot of people, you know, they they tend to forget about that. I mean, technology is great, and this whole podcast is about technology and innovation and how important it is. But I think, you know, at the same token, that the human touch is important. We we still are an industry dealing with you know people, economic loss, um, sometimes physical loss. It's you know, people are going through a lot, whether it's a car crash or your house burned down or somebody was yeah. killed or maimed. It's you, you need to have that that empathy. And, you know, we're not to the point, nor will we probably ever to the, be to the point where technology can fully replace that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So. All right. So you've been at claims for a long time. Um, I've got to believe you've got some funny stories. Do you have anything <laughs> particular you'd like to share with the audience? Man, um, I've seen some pretty sad stories, I got to tell you, uh, you know, but we've also had some pretty interesting ones as well. Um, funny off the top of my head, I don't really have funny stories that, that come to me right now. I, I, I can tell you, uh, I was down in Texas last year when they had that winter storm. Uh, I think it was Yuri. Uh, pipes were breaking all over, all over the state and yeah and it was it was interesting because you know i got down there one of my adjusters were down there having because we're in texas in february march you know it's hot right <laughs> you know and we're saying well, wait a minute we, you know how did this happen because <laughs> this happened two weeks ago and it was it wasn't hot two weeks ago right and um you know and people you know people were just it, it was crazy it was pretty bad but this is in the middle of covid and Texas people are different, man. That's it, let me tell you, we, you know, we're <laughs> we're on our way to someone's house, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, hey, don't worry about a mask. We're good. We, we already had COVID." I'm like, "Well, I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want it." <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. So, yeah, you know, or, or we'll go in, and then they'll tell us, "Oh, why are you wearing a mask? You don't need a mask." I'm like. Yeah, we kind of do because we just left another place meeting with someone else and we're here now and we don't want to, you know. Yeah, well, they say, you know, Texas is like a whole other country. Handling claims in COVID and handling claims in Texas in COVID was interesting, I got to tell you. Yeah, it's, you know, they 
one of the things I noticed last time I was in Texas was, you know, the, the state, you know, at least the southern part of the state has this, you know, semi-tropical climate. And for yeah. years you go out there and beautiful palm trees. And they say that that, that one 24-hour period killed every single palm tree in the state of Texas. So that's that was a good business to be in that year. Yeah. Replacing all yeah. those palms. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so, hey, so, you know, with your background in insurance, you've got a lot of knowledge of the industry. You know, what do you think claims is going to look like in five to 10 years? I hope it will be younger. My, my hope is that it will be younger. They'll have a lot more young people in at all levels. Um, I think it will be more automated and there'll be more data-driven, uh, you know, activity on, on claims handling and insurance as a whole. Uh I think that'd be good in some respects. Right. But also think that in other respects, we probably need to make sure that we don't go too far that way and not and, and lose touch of, you know, what makes insurance vital. And, and you know, that's the people. Right. The insurance. But I think that I think it'll be, it'll be a lot younger and I think it'll be definitely automated. Yeah, that, that seems to be a, a pretty common theme, you know, a, among guests. And I think, you know, you, you really hit on it, you know, the bringing together the automation with the human element. I mean, that's, that's, you know, so paramount to getting the right outcomes and, you know, even retaining customers, you know, people don't like, and we go through it all the time, right? We call up and we're talking to a machine and you're constantly a you know, supervisor, supervisor. I mean, you know, people don't like that. And it's, it's the nature of the beast. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, balancing, balancing people and technology is going to be paramount to those that are super successful. So, so Dwight, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, this has been super informative. Yeah, super informative. It was a pleasure to have you. Um, you know, if, if, if you would like to be a guest on our show, Insurance Claims Innovation, head on over to our website, secondlook.net, and click on the podcast button. Thank you for listening to Insurance Claims Innovation. Are you interested in being a guest on our show? We would love to have you. Visit us at go.secondlook.net slash podcast dash guest. Please share Insurance Claims Innovation with others on social media and provide rave reviews about our guests. The goal of Insurance Claims Innovation is to showcase others in the insurance claims arena who are using cutting-edge technology to gain a competitive advantage. Follow us at Insurance Claims Innovation and subscribe to our podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn at Second Look, Inc. Interested in learning more? Stop by our website at www.secondlook.net. Again, thank you for joining us today. My name is Chris Tidball, and I hope you found this to be time well spent.